At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. three on a Friday night or for those of you on the East Coast it is Saturday morning that gentleman right there is Sean King riding with the gentleman from the Bay he's going with San Francisco plus the points I'm on Rams money line so hopefully we can meet in the middle shake hands like what's that gif out there uh is it Hulk Hogan and I don't know Aaron knows the uh, Roger, uh, man, uh, Randy Savage, they had this, this shake hands thing. So maybe that's where we can meet in the middle Rams by two. We good. I, I don't cool? watch, I don't watch wrestling, but okay. I'm with you. It's a gift. If, there, I mean, if it works, if both of us are successful, then you're my brother. So I want you to be successful. How you could really be successful is to change your bet and roll with me. And then we can t- sprinkle a little bit on Niners money line. I mean, you're going to well. do it anyways. You're going to do it anyways. I'm not changing my bet. Uh, I'm I'm in on the Rams. I, I think I, I think this is Alabama, Georgia all over again. I just do. I think this is a, a very uh, sit, uh, situational spot, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what our next guest thinks. You can break the tie. I feel like I know which way he's leaning, and it's going to be with you, Mr. King. But Jared Smith joins us each and every Friday in this spot from New York City, where he is uh, braving the elements. How much snow are you guys going to get there in the Big Apple? Yeah, between 2 and 20 inches, they said, which is like the equivalent. I tweeted this out earlier. It's like the equivalent of us saying that Alabama money line's a good bet this week against New Mexico State. Pretty pretty wide range there between 2 and 20 inches. I'm looking out the window now. I'm starting to see the plows come through. So might as well just hunker down for the next two days, right? Not not leave the apartment, watch a little college hoops tomorrow, carry it over, parlay it into some NFL on Sunday, right? Yeah, I think they canceled the hockey game. Mm. Yeah, they, 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 they post, Yeah, they postponed the uh, Kraken Islanders game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Kraken don't like the snow too much, huh? Well, they moved. Uh, they moved the, which will be actually a phenomenal lead into conference championship weekend. My guy, Shaka Smart, on the road at Providence. The two surprising teams in the Big East. There, they moved that game to Sunday, so I think that's a twelve thirty mm. Eastern start. 
So a nice little uh, Buffalo wing before we get into the entree that is the champion conference championship. So, uh, you know what? Mother Nature may be doing us uh, some good there so we can get ourselves that game on on Sunday. But all right, let's uh, let's get into conference championship weekend. Mr. Smith, uh, a lot to get to. We haven't really do- jumped into uh, prop bets all that much, but uh, let's start with the early game. Three o'clock Eastern out in Kansas City. Total is uh, 54 and a half is starting to come down a little bit. Some 54s now. And uh, the spread remains seven, one, seven and a half popped. It was goggle, gobbled up by, uh, by some uh, big, big bets at South Point. So what's your handicap on Bengals and Chiefs? Yeah, I think total wise early in the week is where we saw it steam up a little bit. And I think it makes sense on paper. You know, the total kind of closed right around 54 between uh, the Chiefs and the Bills. And and I would put the Bengals defense uh, well behind where the Bills defense is. I think the Bills offense is probably ahead of the Bengals offense a little bit. And that's maybe where you get that discrepancy. But I mean, I think on paper, you've got a chance for both teams to move the ball in this game, especially the Chiefs offense against the Bengals defense. And I think when I took a deep dive into that week 17 game, the things that jumped out to me first, Travis Kelsey was in his first game back off the COVID list. And he didn't have his typical, you know, big game. He only had five for 25. Um, also, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards, Elair, neither of them played in that game. And we've seen the Bengals defense be susceptible to the tight ends and the running backs. They give up the fourth most receptions to tight ends, fifth most to running backs this year. So I expect that part of the passing game for Patrick Mahomes um, to be very potent. And I think they moved it over seven yards per play against the Bengals. Very fluky second half in that game. They only had three possessions. Uh, a lot of drives extended due to penalties. I don't think that's going to be the case in this game. I doubt it'll be a favorable whistle for Cincinnati. Bill Vinovich calls the least amount of defensive pass interferences in the NFL this season. His crew has the game. I know they've shuffled the crews a little bit, but I think those trends hold true. And I don't think the Bengals are going to get bailed out by any uh, late whistles, but I do think Patrick Mahomes is the great equalizer. And, you know, you want to say seven's probably the right number. Maybe it closes seven and a half, but I don't see how the chiefs don't win this game. I don't see a recipe for burrow to go into Arrowhead. If Josh Allen can't do it, I don't think Patrick Mahomes uh, is going to get beat by Joe Burrow on Sunday. By the way, have you seen the picture of Joe Burrow? I think he's in high school or maybe he's uh, early in those Ohio State days with the Randy Moss jersey on. Mm. I mean, he's (laughs) got the swag to him and I love him to death, but I'm with you. It's like the teacher going up against, I mean, the student going up against the teacher. Like Mahomes is just that dude you know, he's the kind of guy, Jared, that recognizes the competition's improvements. And so he's yeah. not sitting and he's back. raised the level. Yes, and he's raised his level to let them know. And I think this is uh, uh, another example of Patrick Mahomes reasserting himself as I'm the top dog now. So I'm with you 100%. Yeah, and I've always liked the handicap of the, the team that loses in the championship or the Super Bowl the prior year having that extra chip on their shoulder when they get back to the postseason, mm-hmm. And the Chiefs were in that spot, and they even kind of got pushed aside a little bit more because they didn't get the buy. They're coveted, you know, first-round buy and top seed. So Mahomes has really upped the, upped the level, and the ante has been raised. I'm not saying Joe Burrow can't match that level, but 
the Bengals have played the Raiders and the Titans in their first two games. The Titans clearly being the, you know, the Fugazi one seed and the Raiders, you know, kind of running out of gas there in the fourth quarter and having their issues down the stretch, despite that ridiculous run to make the playoffs. But this is a step up in class for Joe Burrow. We will see if he's game for this one, then you just got to tip your cap and say that he's the real deal. And you know what? I'm so glad you mentioned the Titans and this is completely off topic and you don't have to respond, but I'm going to say this now. I will know if the Tennessee Titans are serious about winning a championship based on what they do with Ryan Tannehill this offseason. All right, you mm. can go on to the Rams Niners. God, he was so awful. Yeah, I mean, so I, 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 look, my bet died. If he wasn't terrible and didn't, you know, uh, vomit all over himself, I still lost with the Packers, right? Because I had the money line parlay. But just watching him, the three picks, the decision to keep it on a read option on third and one when you have the Terminator behind you. I, I just, it was a a definition or uh, of just disaster uh, always or not. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to keep the other game to the other side so we can kind of really dive mm. into it. Prop wise, you know, I mentioned uh, right before the, the, the last segment, a couple props that I'm on. Uh, same one I did last week. I mean, it was Patrick Mahomes over rushing. I mean, it, it is it, it, in big games and important games. You see, you know, Patrick Mahomes go, go for big yardage, uh, 69, 29, 54 in the last three games of the season there for Patrick Mahomes. That number is now continuing to rise. Uh, you're seeing some shops in town at 31 and a half or so. Uh, Joe Mixon receiving is another thing we were kind of pointed off to uh, when it comes to uh, some props. Any props in this game that you're uh, you're eyeing up there, Jared? Yeah, I think the tight end running back uh, receptions props for the Chiefs certainly hold some water. Um, I, I think if you want to play a total in this game, I wouldn't play the over. I bet it early in the week, and I'm probably going to come back on the under, you know, to try to get a slim middle. But I don't like the possessions that I could see. But maybe a Chiefs team total over might be interesting because I do think they're going to hold up their end of the bargain uh, and shop around some touchdown numbers because I saw Kelsey's touchdown prop at minus 105 a little earlier this week. Um, and he's the guy in the end zone. He's the guy in the red zone. He's kind of the heartbeat of that uh, offense, especially uh, in the middle there. So uh, another one, one of our fellow content creators, uh, Chelsea Messenger, pointed me onto this one this week. How about the Bengals to uh, take the first time out in the game? I saw that at minus 115. That, you know, and, and those are some of the stuff we'll talk about in the next week or two in the Super Bowl. Those real fluky props that sort of flood the market this time of year. That's one to look out for, too. I mean, it makes sense, right? Why isn't that minus 130 or minus 140? Bengals road team, Burrow second road start in the playoffs. You know, burn an early one if they're, you know, play clock's running down a little bit and Zach Taylor gets a little frantic. I could see that one hidden. So here's what I'm doing with the first touchdown of the game. I'm betting the starting tight end from all four teams. So, <laughs> yeah. so I know I'm already losing one of the bets. But, uh, again, if it's the lesser-known guy in one of the games, then it's going to be a good win. Mm. I don't mind it. I mean, I, I think this is the time of year, especially. There's only three games left. And, it's, and next week, really, it's kind of like we're revving our engines for the next week or so. The prop market in this, in, in, in this, at this stage is really the only place you're going to find a true edge. These right. lines are as sharp as they come. I'm actually the only bet that I gave out in my column this week for picks wise was a, a, a six point teaser chiefs and, and Niners getting the chiefs down to one. And then the Niners up to nine, nine and a half um, because the lines are so sharp, but the prop market 
if you dig around and do your homework, there are some interesting opportunities. You can string some angles together. Uh, and, and I think the tight ends, the quarterback rushing props have been one that we've talked about a lot, especially with Josh Allen and Mahomes last week. Um, that's really where you can find an edge and, and that's why the limits are so low. So you're not going to make a big killing on them, but at least you're going to have a little fun and maybe get a little edge on the market while you're doing it. Yeah. And I would say, you know, one thing, and there's going to be a lot of markets that take it down, but if you've got the opportunity to find out who wins the coin toss, you might be mm. able to fire on a first quarter bet pretty quickly because, you know, right now the Bengals are plus two and a half in the first quarter. They win that toss or Kansas city wins and defers just something to keep an eye on. You know, a lot of markets will take it down. Uh, but there might be some out there uh, just to, just to keep that in the back of your mind to potentially, uh, like you said, any edge we can find, we'll, we'll try to take advantage of. But all right, that is uh, our thoughts on Kansas City, Cincinnati. Jared Smith from PicksWise is going to hang out for another segment, as he always does. He's not going anywhere. It's a blizzard in New York. He's not going anywhere. We got to talk some NFC championship on the other side right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and my hometown, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Super Bowl champion Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. I am Tim Murray. We have Jared Smith joining us as he always does, hunkering down, ready for two to 20 inches of snow. So we will see what he uh, ultimately gets there. Um, I just, I wish we could make our lives doing, uh, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, the Rams could win or they could lose by 13. I don't know. One of those, one of those results is going to happen, Jared. So uh, that's, that's the, that's my hot take for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, it's a wide range, but they always said that meteorologists are the only people who in the professional world that can be wrong more than sports handicappers and still have a job. 
you know, we worked in the local TV world and the the meteorology world for a little bit. They 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 try their best, but they're wrong just as just as much, if not more, than we are. <laughs> I know it's great. I I have a, a good buddy of mine in the neighborhood. Uh, he's a local meteorologist here in town, and I was like, man, we should like start a show or something because nobody <laughs> gets paid to be wrong more than sports bettors and <laughs> meteorologists. So, um, well, speaking of, uh, of being wrong, uh, there's a good chance either me or Sean are wrong <laughs> on the NFC championship. Hopefully it lands in the middle and we're both happy. Uh, but we got San Francisco at the Rams, Jared, Sean's favorite play of the week is 49ers plus the points plus three and a half. And my favorite play is a Rams Chiefs money line parlay around plus about even money. You can find some plus money if you do some do some digging around there. So, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Niners and uh, and Rams? I know you mentioned last segment that you do have a teaser involving the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I think it's a good teaser spot. You know, not the ideal. You'd prefer to go from two and a half to eight and a half, but still, I think getting a relatively low total game that's ticked down a little bit. Um, over the last day or so, I think moving that through that key number of seven, especially considering this is the third time these teams have faced each other, obviously very familiar with each other. All we've heard all week is how Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. That's all we've heard. Uh, you know about the numbers. I'm not going to you know, beat them down your throat, but why? What is it about this Rams defense, especially that just struggles to stop this 49ers offense. Well, the schemes are, they're, they're kind of oil and water. And this Rams defense really was designed to shut down some of the great passing offenses in the NFL, the Patrick Mahomes quarterback type offenses uh, that can throw it deep down the field. They have an unbelievable pass rush. They have really solid talent in the secondary, especially at the cornerback position, but at the linebacker position, at the safety position, a little bit weak. And they also run the most pre-snap motion of any defense in the NFL. They like to disguise their coverages. They like to play a lot of zone. Well, the Niners on offense run the most pre-snap motion of any offense in the league. So it's a chess match, and the the Rams just seem to tip their hand first in this matchup. They don't stack the box early. They don't like to play, uh, you know, eight in the box on early downs. It just when when you're trying to stop this Niners offense, which is kind of a changeup offense from what we usually see with those prolific passing offenses in the modern NFL. It's it's tough for this Rams team to stop, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, you know, early down, especially play action with Jimmy Garoppolo, because the Rams are going to have to commit a little bit to stop the running game. And I think it's going to continue to open things up on the other side for Matthew Stafford. He's been tremendous in the playoffs, take nothing away from Matthew Stafford, but let's say they do jump out to an early lead like they did against the Niners in week 18, like they did against the Bucks. I don't really trust Sean McVay to hold this lead and properly keep the lever down with the aggression level offensively. So I, I think if the Rams do get off to an early lead, the Niners have a chance to come back. And if the Niners get off to the early lead, then they're playing to their strengths. They're running the ball and it makes things very difficult for this Rams defense. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, I look at last week and well, kind of to your point about Matthew Stafford, uh, the 49ers defense is playing out of their minds right now so well, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo did everything in his power to try to lose that game. And somehow the Packers didn't take advantage of that. They block a punt, they block a field goal. They were pretty fortunate. And like I've said this a couple times on the show, 
you could look at it two ways. You could look at it. Sean McVay can't hold a lead, which is kind of the way you're looking. Or you could say they were up 27 to three against Tom Brady in Tampa. And mm. they still won a game when Cam Akers fumbled twice. Cooper Cup fumbled. They had a snap go over Matthew Stafford's head. They still found a way to win. Now, Todd Bowles, as Sean has pointed out, I don't know what he was doing on that play call that led to the Cooper Cup uh, completion at the end of the game. So, um, you know, I, I don't feel great about three and a half. That's why I got the money line parlay rolling there uh, with Kansas City. But what about the total? We've seen it now tick down a little bit. I, I think this is kind of a slugfest. I think this is 23-17, 20 for hopefully both of us to win. So I, I would lean under in this one. It is part of my bankroll, uh, you know, and you're starting to see the market react that way. Yeah, market has started to react that way. I would say if it gets to 44, that's where I would probably see the over money stepping in. That's kind of a key total. I don't think it'll get there, but 45-ish now we'll see what happens over the next uh, day or so. I, I mean, I, I think when you look at this Niners offense, I do think they're going to have success moving the football against the Rams. I think they'll have a little bit more success than the Bucs had early in the game. Late in the game, the Bucs had a little bit more success when things got frantic. But I think on early downs is where I expect the Niners to have a little bit more success. And then whether or not this game goes over, probably does Jimmy Garoppolo throw that red zone interception? Is it a red zone field goal or is it a red zone touchdown? I think the margins are probably close enough here on this total um, that it'll be just a handful of plays throughout the game, likely in those red and green zone areas that'll determine whether or not this one goes over or stays under. You know, what's interesting is I think he's due to have a big game. I mean, it's hard mm. to play two playoff games and throw zero touchdowns and five picks. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you know, he's due to have a competent starting quarterback caliber game. And why not now with the team he's most familiar with? You know, why not? He just was here. I think they have a great feel for what the Rams want to try and do against him defensively. You know, I, I know you know, but this is my best play of the weekend. It's Niners plus the points. You know, I just don't see any way this isn't a, a one-score game in the fourth quarter either way. You know, and I think the Rams, especially on defense, have fatigued mentally. Like, I don't think the Rams are a strong mental football team, like mm. a mentally tough football team. And I think that's why you see late in games, they make the mistakes that they do and they give up the plays that they do and they don't come through in the moments that you would expect a team with that skill level to produce. And I think the Niners are the complete opposite. I think they're one of the most mentally tough teams in the entire National Football League. And I think that's going to showcase itself uh, late in this game, and that's why, in my opinion, the 49ers are the best bet. I do have a statistic for you, though, Jared. Since All right, what do you got? Since 1980, it's happened eight t 18 times in the NFL playoffs where an NFL team has beaten the defending Super Bowl champ. In that team's following game, 18 of them, the team that beat the previous year's Super Bowl champs is 5-13 and 13 straight up. Six and 12 wow. against the spread. Of those 18 victories, four of them, that team played at home. 0 and wow. 4 against the spread, 0 and 4 outright. It's, this isn't even a home game, I don't think, for, for the Rams. I mean, it, well, know, they're going to be in the home locker game. room. They might not have the yeah, majority of the true. crowd rooting for them, but they're going to understand the, where the, all the, the lockers Niners are. The Niners are such an interesting team. 
they are so high variance in the last 11 years they've been to. And I know this wasn't all with Shanahan. They've been to five NFC championship games in the last 11 years, and they've had six or fewer wins five times. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about the opposite ends of the spectrum. So when this Niners team gets hot and when they are at their best, their talent is unmatched. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. We talked about it before we came on. I am getting these team of destiny vibes that it is going to be a chiefs Niners rematch of what we saw two years ago. That Super Bowl was right before the pandemic started. It feels like it's like 10 years ago, but it was a fantastic Super Bowl. Mahomes down late came back to win it. I I mean, you know, that would be a really fun rematch. And I I could see it happening with the way that the Niners are playing right now. Hey, all I want you to promise me that you'll do Sunday, Jared, is I want you to get the biggest boom box you have in your house. (laughs) And I want you to put it on your shoulder. And I want you to push play. And I want you to play E-40's 49er song. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Ah, Bang, bang, Niner gang. That's all I want you to do. I want you to walk around the house. Yeah. And think of Tim Murray (laughs) and how nervous he is that he took the Rams. Oh, he's going to be nervous. He's going to be nervous. That's going to be a yeah, fun game. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a great uh, Captain game. Confidence over there with his uh, with his Chiefs big bet, uh, you know, when there was 13 seconds left, I'm sure he was cool as a cucumber. To be uh, honest, they really controlled the majority of that game. It got ner- it made me nervous late, to, but to to be honest, they were down by 4 with 13 seconds to go. I mean, <laughs> bye Jared. Enjoy your weekend, man. Don't go outside. Good luck, gentlemen. There he is, Jared Smith. It is the nightcap here on Vison. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN on a Friday night, and the beautiful thing about where Sean King is sitting and where I'm normally sitting on most nights is that you just never know who's going to be there. So, of course, I sit next to a Super Bowl champ every single night in Sean King. And yes, now, you Sean, you are sitting next to a two-multi-weight class world champion. Yes I, yes, I am. And you guys know how I like my combat sports. Ah, we finally get to talk some boxing. I love it. We had Sean Merriman last night. Of course, he's more UFC-based. But tonight... We have a special guest. He just happened to be walking around the Circa Hotel and Casino. So if you guys are downtown, you never know who you might bump into. And he bumped into Derek Stevens. And Derek was like, Sean, I know you love boxing. Would you like to have Jesse Vargas on the show? I said, absolutely. So welcome to the nightcap, Jesse Vargas. As Tim mentioned, two-time world champion, super lightweight at first, and then welterweight, I think around 2016, when you picked up your belt. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Sean. Right. So, like, when people meet me all the time, I'm the old me. So, I used to have hair and abs. So, like, you don't judge me because I'm belly and bald now. But <laughs> still, they'd be like, I loved you. And I'd be like, what was your favorite moment? And they, uh, uh. So, when I <laughs> well, saw. you took him down. Right. When I saw Jesse, I was like, man, I'm a huge fan. So, a lot of our following listeners know I grew up around boxing. I went to high school with Jeff Lacey. Yeah. And then okay. Winky Wright and Tarver are my boys. So, now, of course, we have Keith Thurman who's fighting, I think, next Saturday uh, versus Mario Barrios, who's moving up to 147. But the first time you came on my radar, I don't remember exactly 
what Mayweather undercard, but when you fought Josecito Lopez, that was the first time that I had the privilege of seeing you. And I've kind of followed your career. And for those that don't know Jesse, I mean, he's fought a who's who. Now, Tim Bradley, Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner, like he's fought the best of the best. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. And, you know, I guess the first question is, I was a football player. I thought I could box. And then I got in the ring and I said, it's no fun getting hit in the nose. So I'm going to stick to football. But all my boxing buddies like other sports. So I know you're not like diehard NFL, but you do have a favorite team and they happen to still be playing. So who's that team and are they going to get it done on Sunday? Well, you know, I have to go for the Raiders. All right. We're from, we're from Vegas, but uh, we have the Rams in right now. Right. Okay. And I am also a Rams fan. Why? I mean, I was born in Los Angeles, and so I can relate. You know what I'm mean? like? Right. Los Angeles Rams, let's go. They're in it, and I'm rooting for them. Of course, I mean, the Raiders, if they were in it, I'd be rooting for them. Uh, right now, Rams, I think they have a high, high possibility of winning. And if they continue in this route, they're going to be playing at home. So I look forward to that. You just Smart made a friend. Man. You just made a friend. Smart My man. co-host. Tim Murray, he's all in the Rams. Big King's best bet of yes, the weekend yeah, is like the Niners, but it's the Niners plus the points. So your Rams can win, and the Niners plus three and a half can also be true. So I'm cool with that. Are you cool with that, Tim? I'm good. Yeah, two-point win. That's fine. That works for me. Okay. <laughs> now, I know because of COVID, the scheduling kind of got knocked off, you know, Boxing normally has a certain amount of dates. Everybody's jockeying to get them. So are you on the docket to fight again? Are you in the works? You know, you want to give us, you know, maybe some information on when the fans can potentially see you fight again? Of course. Well, it's all in the works right now. Um, I have a lot of fans that have been reaching out through social media. Wherever I go, they ask me, Jesse, when are you back? Are you retired or what? You know, it's been almost nearly two years since my last fight. My fight was the last event in the U.S. And then right after that, everything closed down. So I was the last fight of, of basically that weekend, which is that Saturday night in Dallas, Texas. It was Mikey Garcia, right? Mikey Garcia. Okay, we yeah. fought our, okay. to a war, man. Yeah. It was back to back. It was very entertaining. And then I believe it was that Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, everything shut down. Mm -hmm. Every, I mean, the city just went dark, you know, and it was uh, very, you know, sad to see. I think just all of us, it was a global issue. And um, it really brought me to perspective of what was happening during that time as well, because we stayed closed for so long. I mean, people were suffering through numerous things, you know, through depression. I mean, they weren't having any type of income coming in, you know, and it made me want to help in one way or another. And um, that's where everything initiated of my thoughts of being a public servant, someone to serve the community. I've done it for years. I've uh, helped out my community, the youth centers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very common for us athletes to help out other, uh, especially the youth, because we saw ourselves in that position. I would support boxing gyms. I would go out to middle schools, high schools to do some public speaking and kind of inspire these kids, right? Uh, just because I had a certain level of success and I felt that I um, owe it to my community to also support them in one way or another. And it started at the age of 21, supporting them with um, gear, gloves, uh, trips to go on national tournaments, and also started a gym at the Spring Mountain Youth Camp, you know, for troubled kids. You know, that way I can keep them um, I guess entertained and active with something different because at the end of the day, our kids need something to stay focused on. As, as you as you may have experienced, I'm sure that a lot of us growing up as kids, us being in, in a sport kept us out of trouble, kept us in, into something positive. So I'm trying to share that idea with you know a lot of these teens. And, and you know, one of the toughest things that professional athletes have to do is, and, and the big topic now is, is Tom Brady going to retire? And I told people that's a difficult decision because 
It's how do you transition? What do you do next in life? Like, I've been the center attraction, the centerpiece of everything. Like, for you when you fought, like, everything's revolving around you. You know, you were regimented. Like, in football, you know when the games are. You know when you have to be ready to play. And, you know, you, as you transition out of boxing, whenever that is, next fight, two fights, whenever, you want to get into the political side. You're going to run for House of Representatives, Was I was told. Is that accurate? That is correct. I mean, and you're correct on all points, uh, Sean. So, I mean, we're used to this routine, right? We love what we do, right? We absolutely love it. We're passionate for it. We want to continue doing it as long as we possibly can. We love having the fans. We love entertaining them. That's me. But now, you know, I've been informed on what certain issues that have been affecting us here mm -hmm. in our community, here in our country. And that led me to just be frustrated and complaining, you know, looking at the news and, and complaining to my friends, what's going on? You know, what is our administration doing? And it got to a point where I said, let me do something about it. And I just gathered information, met with one friend, another friend, and I figured that with my platform, I could use it to inform other, other my friends, right, other people of what's really going on and how we're being affected and how they could benefit through different areas um, and really fight for them elsewhere. And I still, I'm still fighting. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be fighting hopefully late March. That's what I hope for. I'm negotiating all those details now. But uh, we, I personally want to represent my community on a larger scale, and I am running. For United States Congress, Congressional District 4. Why? Because I want to represent them properly. I think we're misres we don't have proper representation. And for that reason, I'm fighting for them in Washington. That's big time, man. I mean, I definitely will come out and support you. We Thank definitely you. will do that. And if you're going to fight, you say it'll probably be spring, summer. So whenever that's announced, Jesse Vargas fans, I know it's a bunch of you out there. The one thing I know, you're Mexican, correct? I'm uh, born in the United States, uh -huh. but of course, with right. Mexican I, background. I've seen that fan base and how passionate <laughs> they are about supporting, and I love it. It's a great thing. And we uh, come out and see him. We announce, I've heard Lil Birdie told me that it's Liam Smith, but I don't know yet, so <laughs> I can throw it out there. It could be. But we mentioned earlier, Keith Thurman, Mario Barrios. Like you mentioned, you've been off two years. Keith Thurman put a great performance on against the first ballot, no-brainer, Hall of Famer and Manny Pacquiao came up a little short. You know, I thought the mental toughness and testing of fortitude he showed after getting dropped in the first round to come back. And, you know, Manny had to dig deep, you know, to beat him. But he's been yeah. off. You know how it is to go on an extended absence like that. And a lot of at times hear fighters talk about ring rust and timing not being on. Mario Barrios just fought. What a lot of people think, you know, outside of Canelo, maybe, you know, Tyson Fury, maybe the best pound-pound fight in the world in Javante Davis. How does this fight turn out? That's an interesting question. I think that it, it's all a matter of how Keith Thurman is able to come back because not only did he take a long layoff, he also came back from an injury mm -hmm. that he – it took him some time to recover, unfortunately, right? So that's the question there. If he's able to come back uh, without any injuries and his injury was able to recover well – then I'd say that he has to benefit here because Barrios doesn't have the experience that Thurman does. And also, Keith Thurman is a natural welterweight. Barrios is moving up in weight. It's his first fight, and he's going up against the Lion. You know, it's not a smart move by Barrios, but it's still going to be entertaining because Barrios comes to fight right. each and every time. Then again, if Barrios couldn't make the weight at 140 pounds, maybe that was the reason why he wasn't able to perform, you know, the way he normally does. But at the same time, Javante Davis is a, they call it a beast, right? right. He's a very talented fighter, one of the top pound for pound. I really like him. He's big. And um, I think he's very talented. 
And I think that you're going to see a great fight come Saturday night. You also have Leo Santa Cruz. Right. I, can't, I, I got to add that. that. I was going to say, Leo, first time we've mm. seen him since fighting Javante Davis. So exactly. I'm excited for that. So we got about 50 seconds left. One of the things I hear fans complain about all the time is the best don't fight the best in boxing. I know the business side, so I know it's not as easy as saying I want to fight this particular fighter and it happening. Give me your number one fight you want to see in 2022. A number one fight I want to see in 2022, I'd say Errol Spence uh, versus um, Anthony Joshua. I'm sorry. Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury, and I also want to see Errol Spence against uh, T-Bud. Right, Those are my guys. Thanks so much, man. Jesse Vargas, two-time world champion, super lightweight, welterweight, also now transitioning and is going to run for House of Representatives. You go out and support him. Thanks so much for coming on Nightcap. We appreciate it, man. Good luck with everything. We're coming back for the last segment, guys. Big King, best bet of the weekend. Let's go, Niners! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage of VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN. Dot com. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap. Hoops Peterson coming up top of the hour as he will, I'm sure, break down a massive card of college hoops tomorrow. Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. Not too shabby when a two-time world champion can uh, waltz into the studio and uh, have a nice little chat there with Jesse Vargas. So pretty cool to, uh, to hang out. You got to throw some fisticuffs with him there, Sean? No, not at all, man. He can fight. I'm trying to get beat up on a Friday. You nuts? <laughs> uh, before we get back to, we'll conclude the show with uh, with our bankroll plays, and Sean will uh, reemphasize his favorite play of the weekend. There is a really hefty college basketball card tomorrow, and uh, just kind of running through it uh, real quickly. You know, I like my home dogs, Sean. So. Uh, one game that I'm keying in on is a top 10 matchup, and that includes number seven, Houston. Houston is a team that has been phenomenal this year. 
they are an incredibly uh, well-coached team with Kelvin Sampson. Uh, you know, and Memphis obviously has has been a, a massive disappointment there in that conference. Uh, but I think they have a tricky spot tomorrow. They go on the road, taking on Johnny Dawkins' UCF squad. Uh, UCF coming off a loss earlier this week on the road at Wichita State. Uh, this is a night game there in Orlando. Um, you know, it's not it's not going to be the bounce house uh, <laughs> there for uh, for like UCF football. But I, I think this is a good spot to back a home dog in UCF. Uh, they're right now catching seven. Uh, I see some other spots going to six and a half. So uh, I do think that uh, that UCF can keep this thing close can keep this interesting. Uh, so I like Houston a little bit. And uh, then just kind of bouncing around the card tomorrow. Also, Big 12 uh, SEC cha- uh, challenge. So the biggest game of the weekend, no doubt about it, is Kentucky and Kansas. Uh, if Ty Ty Washington is healthy, man, that is going to be an absolute battle. Uh, and, you know, you're looking at uh, Kentucky as a team that I think, you know, could make a run to a championship. And Kansas. Pretty, pretty significant favorite, Sean. They're a five-point favorite against Kentucky. I wouldn't touch the game until I knew uh, the the uh, status of Ty Ty Washington. But you know, down low, you're looking at McCormack against uh, Tashibwe. <laughs> that is, those are some big, big boys going head to head. So that's a really fun one uh, to keep an eye on. And then, you know, I like my stinky lines. I don't even know if I can embrace this stink completely, but Alabama, who has been a really big time disappointment, they're coming off a loss this week to Georgia. They're taking on the number four team in the country, Sean, in Baylor, and the line is only three in favor of Baylor. That is a stinky, stinky line. Yeah, and you you do a good job of of catching those stinky lines and home dogs. By the way, Fresno uh, State is up fifty one forty nine with Come a minute on, left. So I know you're on the home dog today. I, I just oh, I'm just gonna watch that game. I, I can't side with I can't side with Alabama in that game. I don't I don't want my karma oh. to be off. I do like oh. Kentucky money line though. You I think Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's due to win one of these games. I was impressed at what they did in the first half versus Auburn. You know, I kind of said next primetime rogue dog they are. I was going to take them to win outright. I just think they're due. Another game, uh, I had a couple other games real quickly on the radar uh, as kind of sneaky dogs, um, and I thought they would be an underdog. Uh, Wake Forest has actually been pretty impressive this year in the ACC, and they are a underdog at Syracuse tomorrow night at the Carrier Dome. And look, you've seen it Saturday night games at the Carrier Dome. You know, weird things can happen. Syracuse, you know, Wake Forest right now, uh, they've won six of seven. Uh, their only loss was to Duke. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty good. Syracuse has been a disappointment this year. They're they're under 500, Sean. They just lost to Pittsburgh. They got run out of the building by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh stinks. And uh, yet, Syracuse is uh, right now uh, a one-point favorite, so that's a that's a game to to kind of keep on the radar. And then a team that I backed in VCU got a inner-city rivalry, VCU Richmond tomorrow. Richmond is a, a short home favorite in that one. 
Uh, I like the Spiders. You know, VCU is a team that thrives on turning you over. Richmond does not turn the ball over whatsoever. So a contrast of styles there. So uh, after following VCU, I might be on uh, Richmond uh, a little bit tomorrow. So there you go. Loaded college basketball slate uh, coming up tomorrow. But uh, there is a huge, huge weekend, obviously. Uh, in uh, in, Cal- in in the NFL. Let's get to it, Sean. Uh, recap your favorite plays and your bankroll, sir. Well, my bankroll is a two-team parlay. Again, I'm in kind of desperation mode as far as the bankroll goes. Uh, so I actually put the Chiefs, I bought a point down to six and paired them with the Niners plus the three and a half in a two-team bankroll and utilized my entire $1,000 allotment on it. Uh, but my big king best play of the conference championship is the 49ers plus the points. I just think I'm on the right side in this. Uh, Tim brought up that this made him feel very similar to Georgia, Alabama, where everybody was going with Alabama. But I said the difference was that the Mechie and Williams for the Niners are both healthy. And I think a big part of Alabama losing that game was that John Mechie was out and Jamison Williams got hurt early in that contest. So Jimmy Garoppolo has to regress towards being above average at some point. He's thrown zero touchdowns to five interceptions in the playoffs. And also, I think this is a good spot. Since 1980, teams in the playoffs that have beat the defending Super Bowl champion that have played at home the following week, 0-4 against the spread, 0-4 outright. So the Rams just beat last year's champ, the Bucks. Now they're playing at home in the playoffs. So I'm going to follow that trend. I'm taking the Niners. I am actually going to take the points, but I will have a smaller play on the money line. Well, I hope your money line play loses um, because I'm on the Rams to win. Um, but I, I'd be happy be. with a, a loss here. By the way, uh, I don't know how your feed is. Mine's probably a little bit behind you. We got Fresno State coming down to the wire here. Fresno's a dog. A Fresno's is a dog, right? Yeah, yeah Fresno I got up light three. dog. I have them up three. There we go. There we go. Yeah, they just got a block. Boise's pitching it all now. Yeah, I got. I got. Uh, For some reason, know, I'm streaming. Yeah, is Fresno in the dark jerseys? No, Fresno's white. Yeah, so why did they just foul? Like Fresno goes up fifty three fifty, then they just fouled Boise. I guess they didn't want him to shoot a three. That's too early to do that. Yeah, it's 19 seconds, though. That didn't make any sense. All right. While we wait with bated breath on a Mountain West game that I bet on, uh, my bankroll this weekend, Chiefs, Rams, Moneyline Parlay, you can get that for around even money. Uh, Right now at Circa, you can get a little plus money on it. Uh, So mine is uh, 560 to win 571 on that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, in these big spots continues to go over his rushing total. You know, something that we've talked about with Brad Evans throughout the times. It was uh, my saving grace last week is thankfully I had that on the bankroll because my, my money line parlay was obviously a disaster. Uh, so his rushing yards came home with ease. And then, you know, Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield with, uh, with receiving yards and receptions, um, you know, is, is uh, a way that I look over 29 and a half receiving yards. And then I do think this 49ers Rams game is, is going to be a slugfest. And for, for both our sakes, uh, 20 to 17 would be a beautiful score there. No, with the Rams no, no, the 49ers. no, 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 no. Why not? No, no, we both win. Now you're getting, see earlier so, in the show. So listen, if the Rams, if the, the show, listen, were, if the Rams okay are going to win, this is what I need to happen. I need them to be down one point 
two seconds or left, or two seconds left, and them be attempting a field goal. That's the only thing I'm comfortable with. No. Yeah. I need this to be twenty to seventeen. So. Why? Well, I mean, then we both win. Well, I know, but if he makes the field goal, you win by two. If he misses That's it, true. then the Niners win outright. All right. And as we close, Fresno State's getting the ball back, baby. You should have end you, the week. You should have showed some real faith and took him on the money line. I did. Oh. Yes, I did. I thought you took the points. Nope. On the money line, baby. Nice. So here we go. Good Fresno work. close it out. Just like the Rams will close out the 49ers season. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We're back Monday to recap all the action right here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.